0: Welcome to the Jujiterra's podcast. My name is Stacey, I'm a Jujiterra, and this is my podcast. In today's episode, we are going to address cleanliness and hygiene in Jitsu. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you are probably going to be thinking, like, what do you mean? Why do you have to talk about this? And in fact, I was sort of like that too. But then after talking with my healthcare consultant, she explained that everybody's expectation is a little bit different. So in order to address the expectations of what you would find in your jujitsu school, we need to say what that is. So I've broken this up into three different categories. There's the hygiene for your body. There's Cleanliness for your gear and the environment, and then there's the consequences if these things aren't present. So, let's begin. So, your hygiene what does this entail? This means you need to take a shower, and when you're in the shower, you need to wash your skin with soap and also, preferably, wash your hair. Um, Use whatever hair washing products you want. I know people, some people are like, oh, I never use shampoo. I use this and that and the other. So fine, just use whatever you want. Whatever you're using, just use that. Okay. Also something to note is that if you are like coming in from, I don't know, like work or wherever, or if you're coming in from the gym, or if you're coming in from somewhere, or if you just haven't showered in a couple of days and you're kind of gross, you need to shower before you come to class. Okay, some of you might be wondering like, what do you mean I have to shower before I go to class? I'm just going to go and get sweaty anyway. Well, yes, but you're also going to get sweaty right up in somebody else's face. And the rest of us, we don't really want to have to smell you. Okay, so be considerate, please. Take your shower, wash your skin with soap, wash your hair. You should also be washing your skin and hair, taking your shower, After you train jujitsu, okay? Again, because of close contact with other people, you need to wash that off, okay? Next, what else does hygiene entail? This also entails brushing your teeth. Again, like, we don't want to have to smell the past five days of meals that you've had, okay? Your morning coffee is one thing, but a few days of meals is another thing. So brush your teeth. This also means you need to wear deodorant okay? Because no matter how soon you've showered before coming to class, once you start sweating, it's... you need to wear deodorant, okay? So you gotta wear deodorant. You also need to trim your nails. Now, I did mention trimming your nails in episode six, What a Complete Beginner Can Expect. And as I mentioned then, I'm going to mention it again now, is that if your nails are long or you have sharp edges, you are at risk of either having your nail ripped off of you or also causing a gash or a cut in your training partner's skin. And also, if you're the kind of person who doesn't regularly wash your hands, whatever you have under your nails is going to get into the skin of the person that you cut, basically. Okay, so you need to be trimming keeping your nails short and trimmed. Speaking of washing your hands, that's another thing in terms of hygiene. You need to be washing your hands after using the bathroom every single time. I don't care if you tried and didn't do anything. I don't care if it was just pee. I don't care if it was like I just went in there to blow my nose. If you're in the bathroom, you need to be washing your hands before you come out. Okay? That's just good practice for everyone. No matter where you are, what you were doing in there. Before you leave the bathroom, you need to wash your hands. And lastly, for hygiene, so your personal hygiene on your body is before you step onto the mats, you should be sanitizing your feet. Okay, this is mostly, especially for people who do not have um, slides or sandals to wear in the gym, like in the jujitsu school. And if you're wondering about slides and sandals, I talk about that for a few minutes on episode six what a complete beginner can expect. So if you're not sure, go back and listen to that. And so all of these practices are really good hygiene practices. It keeps you clean and safe. It keeps your training partners clean and safe. And it's just a better environment for everyone. Now, cleanliness in terms of your gear and also um, the school, the training environment. How do you ensure cleanliness of all of your gear? So after every class... You should wash your gi, wash your rash guard, wash your belt, wash all of the underclothes that you are wearing under your gi, okay? Wash everything. It should all go into the wash when you get home. We also recommend that you use a sport-specific sanitizing solution in your laundry. For example, I use Odoban hashtag not sponsored. This is just what I use. I buy it off of Amazon, and I just, well, there's different kinds, so you have to make sure you're getting the right kind. This is the one for the laundry. I I think you can find OdoBan also at, like, I don't know, Home Depot, Lowe's, or whatever, or you can find a different brand. I don't know what all the brands are. This is just the one that I use. Again, not sponsored, but, you know, whatever. This is just what I have, and you just add it to your laundry when you're washing it, and it helps to get the um, sweat and all the gross stuff out of your sports clothes. And I use this for all of my sports clothes, not just my jujitsu stuff, because I also go running and I lift weights and stuff. And anytime I wash my sports clothes, I use the laundry sanitizing solution. So we recommend that you also do that as well. Okay. Also for cleanliness, your academy, wherever you are, they should be cleaning the mats after every single class no exceptions okay they should be using a high quality germicide solution they should be cleaning the floors and the locker rooms regularly they should be cleaning the bathrooms regularly they should be cleaning the showers regularly they should also be encouraging all of their members to have proper hygiene and practice proper cleanliness because, like I said in episode two, finding a good jujitsu school, if your academy is not clean, you do not want to train at that academy. So, you need to turn tail and run away. These are the expectations that need to be adhered to. Another thing is illnesses. Okay, again, this is all part of keeping your community, your training partners safe and healthy. If you are sick, you need to stay home. I'm pausing for emphasis here. But if you are sick, you need to stay home. Point blank period. There's nothing else to say except that I don't want to catch your germs. What I don't care I don't care if it's not COVID. You know what I mean? Like this is something okay, so I'm about to get on my soapbox here just a little bit. This is something I feel very strongly about, mostly because I myself am an immunocompromised person. So no matter what it is, I have a higher risk of catching whatever illness people have if it's communicable. So even if it's not COVID, if it's just a cold, well, I don't want your cold. If it's the flu, if it's bronchitis, if it's a low-grade fever, I, I don't want that. You know, it doesn't matter if it's not COVID. If it's at literally any other illness, I still don't want it. Okay, not only is it going to affect me a little bit worse than it affects other healthy people, but it takes me about twice as long to recover. So, if you're out of training for one week because you're sick, you if you come when you're contagious, you give it to me, I'm gonna be out for a minimum of two weeks. So, that's really something to consider, you guys. If you're sick, stay home. Okay, now let's talk about the consequences of not having good hygiene, or good cleanliness. And for this, I have asked a very special guest, my sister. She is a nurse and she has been for a very long time. She's a healthcare professional and so she is here to really talk about the hows and the whys of what's going to happen if you don't practice good hygiene or good cleanliness. So I spoke with her um, a little bit ago, a week ago, and so I'm going to play that interview for you now. Hi, April. Can you please tell the audience a little bit about why you are here? Sure. I'm here
1: because, uh, well, I'm your sister and because I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for 16 years and an see a nurse for 14 of those 16. And
0: you wanted a little in-depth
1: information
0: other yeah. than just- Exactly. Yeah. So here's the thing is I did Google the stuff, but basically what I wanted to avoid was just reading word for word the stuff that I saw on Google, which I mean, anybody who's interested in this can just Google it for themselves. Exactly like I did. So I figured, hmm, who do I know who could provide some better insight onto something like this? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe the person in my life who happens to work in healthcare. Hey, there we go. Yeah, and yes. so what are and... your um what are the letters after your name?
1: Uh B-S-N-R-N.
0: BSNRN, Okay. Yes. And so you've been a nurse for a very long time. You've seen Yes. a lot of my stuff. My nursing license could drive. <laughs> Yes, it could. Okay, so let me just explain to the audience the three things or the three diseases I had looked up because I didn't mention these yet. So the diseases I had looked up as consequences of having bad hygiene and bad cleanliness were fungal infections such as athlete's foot and ringworm, staph infections, and MRSA, which is also a type of staph infection. And those are the three main ones that I think people are probably more susceptible to catching in an environment like this if there is bad cleanliness and or bad hygiene. So these are, I guess, are the three that we're going to talk about. So.
1: Yes. Well, and also you also mentioned respiratory illnesses like colds, flu, COVID, that sort of thing. I did.
0: Yeah. So I already talked about that um, or I, I will be talking about that. But basically, what I just said was, if you're sick, just stay home. Yes. Like, I don't want to catch your tracks. I've already said that, though. I kind of went on a little rant about that. So we can just kind of skip that part. That's okay. We can skip that part and just talk about the the things that I just mentioned.
1: Okay. So basically, what you are looking at is contact transmission. Mm Mm-hmm. So contact with the infection itself, like touching the body part that has the infection, mm-hmm. or contact with a thing the body part has touched, and then you touch that thing. So let's say someone has athlete's foot mm-hmm. and they are barefoot on mats and sweating <laughs> and potentially getting
0: all the things that happen body when fluids. You to school.
1: <laughs> and now they're possibly getting bacteria laden in body fluids. On the mats or they go to um, they've got like let's say a staph infection on a spot on their arm and they think it's a spider bite and they take a towel and they wipe off that part of their arm or their foot and then they put the towel down on the mat anybody who picks up that towel anybody who steps on that part of the mat now potentially has um, contact with that bacteria or that fungus
0: it just so I'm, you know? I'm getting like that yeah. that like weird squidgy feeling. I'm like, yeah, just talking about yes. it. Um. Okay. So story time. Do you? Oh remember? gosh. Remember this is. Suppo- <laughs> okay, just remember that this podcast is supposed to be rated clean. So please don't get into no, too much no, no, detail. Fine.
1: No, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um. That's not a problem. I'm I'm remembering. Okay. This is going out to anybody. Okay. I'm asking, Do you remember when I was a freshman in high school and I got poison ivy all over my face. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. I was never touching the poison ivy. No, you grabbed, Dad dad's, towel. T-
0: I gra- I grabbed dad's towel. I grabbed dad's towel. Oh my gosh. From work. So, and okay. Wife- I feel like everybody who's not us is going to need context here. So what had happened was our dad was clearing brush out from our backyard at the time. And he we, we knew there was poison ivy back there. But we also knew yeah, he he's told the only... To stay away. Yeah, he told us to stay away. And we did. We, well, we did. But like, here's the thing, though, is that he was the only person in our family who's not allergic to poison ivy. So he right. was the one cleaning it out. Well, the thing is, he's working outside. It was like summertime or whatever. It was really hot. He was yeah. sweating. Setting, he was. had a towel, wiped the sweat off of his face. I forgot what you were he doing with that, that towel. Sweat, I forgot.
1: I he put that sweat towel like way aways from the poison ivy. And I didn't realize that poison ivy was spread by oils and that contact with the oil could give you poison ivy even if you never actually touched the plant. I was what, 13? I didn't know that. Yeah, something so like he, that. He, yeah, I was a freshman in high school. So he took the towel, wiped his sweat, and then he had it like in the crook of a tree, like Way away from where he was, yeah. A good, I don't know, fifteen steps, yeah. And I was taking him out something to drink. Mm. He took the drink. I stood there and waited because he didn't like it was like a regular glass. So I took the glass back and just standing there in the heat, my face was sweating. And rather than have the sweat drip down into my eyes, I took the towel sitting oh, in the no. tree. And wiped all over my face. And we had to go to the emergency room because I had it all up on my eyes.
0: I I remember that part. Oh, my gosh. But
1: that's a typical contact reaction. Yeah. That's how you can get something without actually touching the initial thing. This is why it's so important to stay clean in a place like a jujitsu school Because if you have a MRSA infection or an athlete's foot, you could make the gym like that towel that dad had. Yeah. And people who come in contact with those mats or who brush against your feet or who, you know, things like that could potentially get that thing. Yeah. So if you think you have potential of having an infection please see a health care provider yeah see your primary provider go to an urgent care if you don't have insurance or you're underinsured and you don't have a regular health care provider like get it seen to yeah cover it oh my gosh if you potentially have something like a, if you think it's a spider bite you think it's a boil you're not sure cover it cover it with a bandage make sure it's wrapped up And then throw those away, those bandages away at home. Don't put it in the community trash. Like, don't use community towels. Use your
0: own towel. Put it in your own bag. Don't drop it on the floor. That sort of thing. Well, yeah. And I mean, and I, I kind of touched on some of this stuff. A little bit in terms of, like, what to do with your sweaty stuff. I know I talked about in episode six, which is what a complete beginner can expect. I just like, what do Mm -hmm. you do with your stuff after you're done? And then I also just kind of um, earlier in this episode, which you haven't heard yet, but I already recorded, is that I kind of went on a little (laughs) bit of a rant, sort of, because I'm just like, you don't have to, like, you have to take a shower. You have to wear deodorant. Like, you have to, like, wash all your stuff. And also, it's like your... Jiu-jitsu school has to be cleaning these mats after every single class. And if they're not, you got to you got to turn around and run. Yes. Like, that's no, 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 no. Don't stay well, there. Well,
1: and if you're using a community shower and you think you might have an infection, like, on your feet, or you think you might be prone to infections on your feet, let's say some of your patients have, or patients, sorry, some of your <laughs> fellow students yeah. have diabetes or something where um, infections it, or injuries in the feet are much more likely to turn serious than yeah, the average oh person or they're immunocompromised like I don't know me and me or you well
0: here's the thing I recorded the other stuff before this mm-hmm. conversation I already mentioned that which I think people are going to hear after this conversation but yeah like I'm immunocompromised and so are you and it's like yes that was also the part so if you're of, going like, to be dumb. using a community shower let's say your gym has
1: showers at the gym we do um if you're gonna be using a community shower you know wear your flip-flops or something like that to protect yourself um from what could be gunky on the on the floors uh, I don't know if you remember but if it's been quite a few years now I think but there was this whole breakout of infections in like um college dorms and like gyms and things Oh yeah we
0: had to get water of, shoes I remember that
1: yeah with like MRSA infections and I think something else um just because people were you know had stuff on their feet and either didn't realize it or didn't think it was a big deal and walked around on the shower floor and then someone else came through and walked around on the shower floor and someone else came through and walked around on the shower floor, yeah. <laughs> floor. And then you've got a bunch of people in close proximity who are getting something.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's that's always a concern with a jujitsu school. And I know that there's, I mean, I don't want to be like, if your school cleans the mats, it's never, ever, 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 ever going to happen. I mean, like, maybe it right. will. But your chances of it happening are extremely small versus if they exactly. don't clean. And also, like, do you really want to train somewhere if you know that they don't clean their mat? Oh, come on. Like, right. mm.
1: Well, I mean, your chances of salmonella eating undercooked chicken are, you know, pretty good, but they get a lot lower if you wash your hands and you wash the counters and stuff after you prepare the exactly. chicken. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's all
0: kind of... I had a whole all rant the same earlier idea. about washing hands after using the bathroom and stuff. I was like, I can't believe I have to say this, but yes. I have to say it. Like, people just don't do it. And yes. it's just... Dis- I hate it. He's, it's disgusting. Using the
1: bathroom...
0: Blowing your nose, yes,
1: all that kind of stuff. Um, if you have to, let's say you have something on your foot, um, an infection or something, you've been seen by a provider, you're getting it treated. Your provider has said you're you're not um, like in an infectious zone or something like that anymore uh, because of the stage of treatment that you're in. It's probably still a good idea if you have to like reapply a dressing or reapply a cream or something, just go wash your hands before you get back out into class. Oh, my God. Yes,
0: please. Like, I and I honestly, the problem is, is, like, you and I have both worked with the public. You currently work with the public, and I still interact with it. You, you wouldn't think you have to say this stuff, but you do. You got to say this stuff.
1: Well, and part of that is because everybody grows up with a different definition of what is and is not considered normal. Um, I will say that moving from, you know, just you and I as siblings in a house like suburbia to being married and having three boys out across the street as a cow field, you know, Mm -hmm. um, in our, in our little bitty town. Um, My definition of what is and is not dirty has changed a lot, but that doesn't mean that we don't still wash our hands. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's, everybody learns different things growing up and they all have different lines of appropriate and inappropriate and different settings where different things are appropriate or inappropriate as far as hygiene goes or what is and is not dirty and what is and is not acceptable and you know the door of your jujitsu school should be one of those times where now there's a line and now there's rules and and um oh what's the word i'm looking for um etiquette yes etiquette. you know common courtesy yeah And and we cross this line and now things are different than they are at home or at school or in the workplace. You know, I'm not going to wear a workplace outfit to be lounging around at home. I'm not going to wear my scrubs to go for a run. There's different lines of what's okay for different settings. And, you know, you cross that jujitsu door line, there should be, okay, now I need to pay attention and take care of my people as well as myself. Well Because said. that's what you're doing. Well said.
0: That's what you're doing. Also, totally unrelated, I absolutely heard that thunder crack just a little bit ago.
1: Oh, I don't know <laughs> if that was thunder or not. I totally have my earbuds in, so it, it might have like been. thunder. It's
0: okay. But it anyway, I don't, to, I don't turning want to distract from the gravitas of what you just said. Sorry. But I got yes. distracted. I was like, well, anyway. Sorry. Well, squirrel. Yeah. It's okay. I
1: do it too. Squirrel?
0: Okay. But circling back to the very profound thing that you just said.
1: You cross that line, you now have new etiquette that you're following in your jujitsu school because when you do, you're taking care of your people and yourself. Yes.
0: And if everybody does that, you're all taking care of each other. Yes. And that's the environment that, at least at my school anyway, I know under my organization, that's the environment that we cultivate. That's what we want. Um,
1: well, I'm listening to previous podcasts, it sounds like that's the kind of environment that you're
0: recommending people look for. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly what I want people to have, you know, because that's what I have. And I, I've really thrived in this environment and I've... I've really kind of lucked out that my first, like, my first try was, like, a really good one. You know what I mean? Like, I've got the best quality on the first go. And so I really want people to be able to recognize that for themselves.
1: But and it sounds like now I've never been a jiu-jitsu practitioner. Um, a lot of these, what can a brand new beginner expect? Sorts of things are because I've peppered you with a bunch of questions. Yeah. Like, what does this mean? What is
0: that all about? Well, that's what um, I said during the um, last two. Yeah. About the um, the jujitsu terms. The, sorry, I'm yes. getting I'm getting too far <laughs> off track. We're talking about how to I'm not sorry. get. Sorry, that's okay. I'm, we're talking about how cool. to not get um, communicable diseases, like. Yes. Fungal infections, MRSA, and other staff infections and whatever. Well,
1: but thinking of the environment as a team environment is not that far off. Because if you are thinking of your team as much as you are thinking about getting your own workout in, mm-hmm. you're going to be more aware of what you need to do to protect other people, not
0: just get through your own workout. Exactly. And that's really what I'm hoping that... The purpose of this, number one, is to kind of put this out there, to be like, exactly Mm -hmm. like you said, like, this is what our normal is. This is the expectations we have, and this is what you should look for, especially as a beginner. Like, a good, a good quality jujitsu school is going to be very clean, and they're going to have high expectations for the people who come and train there, as well as themselves. But you can't only
1: expect the people at the school to be 100% in charge of the cleaning. Yes, you want your school to be a clean school. Yes, you want them to clean their mats. But you need to pay attention to what's going on in and on your body. Exactly. Do you have an infection that could be contagious in this environment? Then you either shouldn't go or you need to get it treated or you need to keep it covered. You know, whatever your professional tells you to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, and you and need to be aware of the things you use. Like are that like the the poison ivy towel. Yeah. Be aware of the things you're using and the environment you're in and let's not, you know, put things where people could could catch them.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um yeah, and I think it's also trying to cultivate the team mindset. And the team mentality, which is also what my gym did during the very beginning of the COVID outbreak. Mm-hmm. You know, when at, back, at, you know, back then, you know, three-ish years ago, we uh-huh. didn't know as much about COVID as obviously as we do now. There was no vaccine. Right. And everybody, like, we, we were all freaking out, especially me, because I'm immunocompromised in a contact sport. Uh-huh. So for me, I um obviously like I didn't train for a long time but well then once we came back to training once things were opening back up we had very strict cleanliness masking distancing protocols that every person who wanted to come and train at that class they had to follow regardless of how what they thought or believed about COVID in general Mm -hmm. and that was the that was um that was the decision by the school leaders and the and professor carlos and them they were like listen you guys can do what you want in your personal lives and whatever but when you're here this is what you're gonna need to do mm-hmm. you know and so I really think that um I really think that if people can find a school that's willing to to do that and to kind of I guess, put their foot down in that sort of way to preserve the cleanliness and to preserve the health and safety of everybody, I would say that that's, that's probably a good school to be at. I mean, right. So, well,
1: and like I said, I've never been a jujitsu practitioner, but you could start jujitsu is very similar. I could, I could Um, jujitsu is very similar as you're talking. I think I think it's probably very similar to nursing where my nursing license is my nursing license. My continuing education is my continuing education. No one else can get that for me. No one else can do that for me. My care of my patients is my care. Just like your dedication, your workout, the effort you put in, that's an individual thing. But if you don't have your team, you can't
0: really do the job. Exactly. Yeah, we want to preserve our training partners. You know, and that includes not just trying to, you know, that includes that includes not just practicing safety on the mats in terms of, you know, if they tap, you have to stop. Like, be aware of, you know, not cranking something too hard or whatever. Like, be careful of their joints, but also protecting them in terms of communicable diseases and health and things like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And if, mm-hmm. if you see something,
0: clean it up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or if you don't want to, if you're like, I'm not touching Do I sound that. like a mom there? <laughs> well, but it's also like, I mean, oh my gosh. So. In- if you see
1: the mess, clean it up. It doesn't matter yeah, who it is. Or if you're like, oh, wrong, I don't
0: know if I want to touch that. Then like notify somebody that there's something there. Yes. And keep everybody else away from it. Like, exactly. when, like whenever we, whenever somebody gets a cut or whatever and bleeds and there if there's blood on the mat, we're just like, oh, there's blood on the mat. Nobody come over here. We need to get this cleaned up. You absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And
1: just as much of a precaution as everybody looks at blood, that's how you should look at any potential like skin infections of your body or any potential respiratory infections. If you have the flu, don't go train. Oh, my God. Yes. I already said this, too, a
0: few times because I repeat myself all the time. Well, yeah. I said this already before this conversation, and I've said it again Mm -hmm. after this conversation. (laughs) I don't want your germs. (laughs) If you're sick, stay home. Yes.
1: And you can do other things at home to help you stay in shape. You don't have to go hang out with everybody else if you're sick, you know. Do what you can within the limits and challenge yourself at home. And then when you're better, then go back when you're not contagious. Exactly. And if you're not sure how long you're contagious for, ask your healthcare professional. Ask your
0: healthcare provider. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, April. I appreciate your time. (laughs) Thanks for being our healthcare consultant for this episode about um Welcome. hygiene and cleanliness and staying healthy. Um yay. Okay, I hope that was insightful. Other consequences I wanted to share with you are how you're perceived by other people. So here's the thing. If you do not practice good hygiene or you do not have good cleanliness with your gear, a consequence is that nobody's going to want to train with you. They ju- I mean they just won't. We don't we don't want to train with like the nasty person, you know? You also might get a, like, a reputation around the school that you don't necessarily want, you know, because then, I mean, you don't want to be known as, like, the smelly person or the nasty person or whatever. You don't want to be known as that person. You might end up being known as that person if you don't practice good hygiene or have good cleanliness. Um, Another thing is that you might notice that people will avoid being paired with you when it comes to sparring or drilling or anything like that, and... I mean, the reason is because we don't want to smell you. And also, here's the thing, is that when you and your gear are very smelly and gross, when you train with another person, you transfer that onto that other person. So now that other person smells stinky, just like you. We don't want that. So that's a very real consequence. And another consequence is that, honestly... The quality of the school goes down if the members and the mats and the equipment and the locker rooms, et cetera, are not clean. Honestly, like your, your jujitsu school, if they don't practice good cleanliness, if they don't ensure that their members have good hygiene, it just is not a high quality place. Like even if the instruction is good, the quality of the academy as a whole is going to be bad honestly. So please don't be that person. You need to have good hygiene. You need to have good cleanliness. And so does your school. So. All right. So this was the last episode. I honestly can't believe that I'm here already. (laughs) This has been, I want to say a wild ride, but it hasn't been that up and down. But I've been so grateful to literally every single person who has helped me with this podcast in any way. Whether it was answering my Instagram DMs for, you know, giving me advice or interacting with my posts or leaving me feedback on any of the episodes, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. This would not be possible without all of you without all of your help and if you're listening to this thank you because this also wouldn't be possible if you weren't listening to this and so in part of my thank yous also I do want to thank my patron um Ann Foster she's the host of Vulgar History Podcast which is a feminist women's history comedy podcast and as the name of the podcast might imply there are some vulgar words being used at times um so if you're interested in women's history about women that you may not have heard before, then Anne's podcast would be the one for you. But if you're not really into the um, possible swear word here and there, then, well, maybe it won't be for you. But anyway, I like her podcast. In fact, she's one of the people who inspired me to create my own podcast. It's like, well, if Anne can do it, if these other people can do it, I can do it. And I did. <laughs> So yay. Thanks, Anne. Um, Also, thanks to, I mean, just everyone. If I could list every single person who's helped me along the way, it would be too many people. (laughs) Everybody in my life, everybody who has helped me, all of my jujitsu friends, everybody who sat down for an interview, who has is going to sit down for an interview. Thank you. I appreciate you. For everyone who's helped me with the technical side of things or suggested resources that I can turn to, thank you. Your suggestions and advice have really made a difference in helping me get this figured out. And to everybody who's listened, who's left a review, who's given me feedback, whether online or in person, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me, to my episodes, and to think of ways it can be better or questions that you had that I hadn't answered yet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So this is the end of season one. Um, Before season two, I'm planning to do kind of a recap of season one and the things we talked about and what's coming ahead. So be looking out for that. But otherwise, have a great rest of the summer. I'll see you guys in the fall for season two. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast, give it a rating, and leave me a review. If you have any questions for me, or if there's something you want me to talk about, then DM me on Instagram at Jujiteras Podcast, or email me at jujiteraspodcast at gmail.com. These will all be linked in the show notes below. See you next time.